Welcome to a dose of deeper contemplation. We have cultivated this self-healing practice as we navigate the many aspects of modern life with the desire to be a better human. As a psychic medium, these conversations are channeled, so let's take a walk together and talk it out. On this walk, we are contemplating domestication. It's something that we actually like to share about as our expertise, as our 12-year-long career, as they say, has been in a study of domestication for humans. It's what you actually get to study when you work as a professional organizer in folks' homes. It's an opportunity to study how they are domesticated in ways that it is effective or not effective and that so many people have the realization that organization, order, helps their effectiveness in their domestic life. Why we were contemplating domestication today is because our familiar, she's a hound. She has a instinct, a wild, natural instinct to be on the hunt when we are on walks. And within that is her drive, we'll say, (laughs) to be the leader of the hunt. She always knows exactly where to go. She knows exactly where the squirrels hang out and she's not messing around. Okay. She's going to lead us right there, but that's sometimes not the route we want to go. So then there becomes this bit of a tug of war when it comes to certain intersections. She wants to go one way and we want or need sometimes to go the other way. And it's really interesting because sometimes it's very stubborn and it it can trigger annoyance. And having spoken with some dog trainers, they said, well, absolutely. She's such a good dog. She can be trained very easily. You just need to train her that you are the lead on the walks. And we contemplated this because many folks who have uh, tuggers, dogs that are tuggers, you know, walks can be a little, um, they can take longer. Again, it's just, you're not in control, right? Like you're not saying, Hey, we're going this way and we're going this way and we're going to go home now, or we're going to stop or, you know, don't run across the street when there's cars coming simply because there's a squirrel on the other side. So we'll call it taxing can be taxing a little bit. So training her, wouldn't that take that taxing part out of the equation for our walks? And here's what we came to, is a realization that this familiar is a wild animal. She's a wild animal who has been domesticated. Of course, this has happened, you know, for quite some time in civilization, the domestication of wild animals the ones we have domesticated and removed from the wild to call ours or our pets. And the thing is, is that we can just really relate. We can really fucking relate to that because there are often times where we also just want to be free and wild, to be a free, wild species. What does that look like to be a human that's not domesticated? Now this has a few different avenues of thought. 
We'll start with a very personal context, which is that as a human born wild into this world, we were then immediately given a label, a domestication label of girl, and immediately told, taught, shown, this is your domestication. You do this, you do that. And specifically, having given the identity and believing in that identity of ourselves for decades, we would call ourselves woman, identify as woman, which is so fascinating because we started to ask ourselves, identified by who? Who identified you? What's their agenda for your domestication? What's interesting is to understand the instincts of the womb body. For us, our instincts felt oftentimes like nurturing, felt like creativity, creation. Feels like, you know, holding so much energy that when those fucking full moons hit and it's just magic up inside you, you want to run and howl, preferably with no clothes on. The instinct to frolic to have fun, the instinct to rest when needed, the instinct to nurture ourselves during the moon cycles, the instinct to pleasure. So it's like the domestication took an examination of these instincts and said, you know what, that one, that one, that one, not that one, not that one, but that one too. Let's take the instinct to nurture. Let's take the instinct to birth, to create and birth. Let's not take the instinct of pleasure and we'll just tap in to some of these instincts. Oh, let's take the instinct of fucking abundant energy. Let's take that one, right? Let's see how much women can do. And turns out we can do a fucking lot. We can fucking build companies and birth three children take care of those children, manage a household, and show up for another in the ways that that partner may be expecting us to show up. We can care for the elders. We can be medicine. We can know medicine. We can give medicine. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things that womb buddies are capable of doing. So harness and domesticate all those instincts to be in service of men. To be in service will be a little bit more clear of the patriarchy. What we have come to learn and understand about the patriarchy, once you study it, and once you see how it's been in play throughout history, is it is a same concept in suppression as white supremacy. We share that because there are still men that we know who are allies or want to be allies. And when you say something like, yeah, and fuck the patriarchy, they get offended in some way. They feel like, uh, not all men. And so similar to our black, brown, and indigenous communities, when they say white people, say not all white people. And then when you study white privilege and you study white supremacy, you're like, oh, okay. These are the ways in which these things show up. So how can we no longer support that? It's a similar conversation around misogyny. And so the invitation is to study misogyny, whether you're a man or not. Whether you identify as what you feel you are or not, it's important for us all to know about this structure 
so that we can start to withdraw our participation. Even if you do that in the most simplest or small of ways, it's about a collective energy. So some folks are out there really putting all their energy, they're fighting for this, dedicating their whole lives to the advocacy and to the activism. But it can also be simple. It can also be as simple as saying to your family, listen, even though I'm a womb body, I don't need to clean up after all of you anymore. Those who are capable of cleaning up after themselves, you can go ahead and do that. It's no longer a domestic role that I accept. And if anyone needs a lesson on how to use the washing machine, happy to show you. I mean, our children are capable of mastering technology, like complex technical devices. They can absolutely learn how to use a washing machine. You can start to release some of your domestication and give it some space to heal and find out who you really are. Find out who you really are and be that wild. Be that wild. I mean, have you ever went outside and howled at the moon? It is really fun. It's really fun. Our friend, we go out and we do that all the time. It's also very delinquent. How do we bring this back to the familiar? To our hound? We decided to not train her. We have decided to let her wild be a guide sometimes to let her lead the walk. Let that instinct be free so she can be herself, hound, her natural wild self. And we desire that more and more and more for ourselves. So we start by just embodying it, take some wisdom from our familiar, release some of the domestication and be more wild. Thank you so much for being in this contemplation. This is Deep Dose and we are Eden.